Welcome to Lockdown Larder, where we're dishing up tips and inspiration from different foodies and their socially distanced dinner tables. Are you a banana bread baker? A sourdough self-starter? Or have you just developed a takeaway food habit? We're here to whet your appetite. This week we have a cover star. No, really, we asked a BBC Good Food cover star what it really takes to get your recipe into the glossies. And can you airbrush a sticky toffee pudding? Short answer, no, you really can't. <laughs> we asked Sophie Goodwin, aka Soph on a Plate, what we really should be putting on our plate whilst getting the gossip on the new Mob Kitchen book, Speedy Mob, of which Sophie is one of the super fast contributors. Get your watches ready, because this one's going to be quick. Woo! Enjoy! Hey guys, just a small service announcement that there is some background washing machine noise in this episode. We are recording remotely and we are in a global pandemic and we need to wash our clothes. Hope you understand. Obviously I was doing my doing my last minute stalking today. Don't be intimidated, yep. it's fine. <laughs> and I was just looking at um, the mob book that you've um, featured in. Um, was actually looking and considering ordering myself a coffee copy because it looks pretty damn delicious and I was just like god that looks good seeing so many of my friends cook from it just makes my heart warm you yeah know? I, I was about to say like it's it's always such like almost fangirl moment when someone cooks your recipe because I guess it's so I think it, food is so personal and it's like something you've put your heart and soul into and if they're enjoying it it's just like yeah, that's like a love language. I completely get what you mean. It's it's really must be really really exciting. How did that come about? Because I think that's how you kind of came on my radar is through um, the kind of mob thing as well. And I really liked your page anyway. No, um, we always joke that my that I'm just really good at taking really shit pictures. <laughs> <laughs> the shit food photographer. That is an accolade. But um, you've got a few. I did notice you have a few food covers under your belt, which most glamorous thing ever I think um <laughs> I was spotted Sainsbury's magazine um no less on your Instagram how did you get your food on a cover is that through the recipe or is it more about how it looks like or is it a bit of both um it's a kind of bit of both so when I was working at Good Food they'd have um kind of a vision depending on the time of year oh my goodness that's so cool I can just imagine you walking into a supermarket and being like oh yeah mum that." that's my recipe on the front cover that's so exciting did you buy loads of copies of it uh yeah i did <laughs> especially when, especially my first ever bbc cover it was a parsnip sticky toffee pudding oh my goodness and i was absolutely buzzing about it i just have like an image of someone like brushing up your sticky toffee pudding with like gloss or something or you know like <laughs> poking it to make it stand up better but god i mean sticky parsnip yeah. sticky toffee pudding though wow what a recipe please talk me yeah, through was, that um it was so what was it the feature was um underrated um seasonal british veg so i think i went down like the root veg um so i used parsnips by using the sick toffee kind of like a carrot cake but using um the parsnips to keep it really moist um which kind of worked really well because it's obviously the earthiness of the parsnips but the sweetness of the um, toffee sauce was delicious. So that's good. <laughs> oh, wow. Literally, I've never thought of using parsnips in that way. Because I got a, um, I got a veg, I've got 
odd box. Um, you don't know what you're going to get each week, but they give you a list and sort of suggestions of recipes you could use. And I got loads of beetroot. Like when I say loads of beetroot, I mean loads and loads and loads of fresh beetroot. And obviously when you see beetroot and it's not in that vacuum packed plastic shiny thing from Sainsbury's, you're just like, what do I do with it? And I was like, I had a really weird afternoon when I just boiled up loads and loads and loads of beetroot and it I, it really doesn't smell the best boiling beetroot and then I took it down did some brownies I did some pesto I did some hummus and just like everything in the kitchen was just pink but maybe I'll try and rock that into a sticky toffee pudding next time but imagine you covered in beetroot it's just it really does stain like and when I say I mean I should have worn an apron but I don't actually own an apron but like it just gets everywhere yeah not going to work with such a vibrantly colored vegetable again i'm going to stick to the nice safe beige ones i think <laughs> did you enjoy all your beetroot creations i have to say actually i've also been making loads of pesto from carrot tops as well um Very nice you don't i tell everyone i literally could be down the pub and telling the barman about my carrot top pesto because i'm so proud of it because i just feel so like this is the coolest thing i've ever done and now you're victim to this as well they're really delicious as well if you boil them and then you kind of um, uh, fry off like cumin and coriander seeds and a little bit of oil and then toss the beetroot cut into wedges in the oil and then have it with like yogurt on toast. Oh, that sounds so nice. Kind of like a, I want to say, is that like a Middle Eastern kind of vibe? I'm imagining like, yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. Talking of like cuisines, do you tend to stick to kind of one favourite cuisine or it, does it really just depend on what you're feeling or do you purposely try and mix it up um i'd say that it's definitely influenced by kind of like what you're eating and what you're enjoying at the time so like at the moment i'm loving kind of like really spicy food and you know i've got i've got more into like trying um like sichuan and thai and mm. malaysian but i'd say that i'd really try not to unless you're kind of making a recipe which is for a specific um dish i.e like a thai green curry Mm -hmm. whereby like i then research it to make sure that i was like authentic to what a thai green curry is i kind of tried to just i don't know it sounds weird but when i come up with recipes most often i just kind of go for a walk and just let random things come into my brain it's more kind of flavor combinations like obviously you take inspiration from everywhere so if you go out for dinner you'll be like, oh, that sounds delicious. Or like, you might be like watching t- um, like a food program or reading a book. But like in general, when I'm actually coming up with a recipe, I try not to look at any other cookbooks or kind of, because I don't, I don't want to be influenced and then you buy someone else's food, you know? Yeah, I totally get what you mean. I try and do the same when I'm writing, if I'm writing a piece or something, I'll stick away from any sort of publication because then weirdly it it weaves its way into your head and then before you know it you're writing someone else's thing um yeah exactly but interesting what you were saying about um going for a walk and just like absorbing what's going on around you did you find obviously thinking way back to deep dark lockdown did you find that because we had this like limited time outside did you find that you were more creative in lockdown or did you find that you were just like really stumped because of all the time we were like spending inside. Um, a little bit of both, I suppose. I think um, 
I really thrive on like specific projects. So mm. um, like with Speedy Mob, I kind of love the challenge of having to create a meal which is ready in 12 minutes, which by the way, if you get the book, it's not enjoyable <laughs> in terms of like doing it in 12 minutes, it's a race. <laughs> I've never sweated so much. I was about to say, it kind of reminds me, I've got an image of, um, I don't know if you had it, but um, when Jamie did his 30 minute mi- meals, a few years ago and there was like outroar because he was producing like three course meals in 30 minutes and there was people trying it and were like it took me 90 minutes to make this or it took me four hours and that was what our main we were mainly conscious of that so actually and for the book and we got um, non-chefs to test all the recipes so basically it was like one of the recipes was like satay chicken rice and honestly I got about five mates to test it and it was like 13 minutes 13 minutes (laughs) what's your favorite mob meal of all time i'll start with your favorite of all time and i, I just want to get your your mob inside knowledge basically um i love this like miso salmon burger with smacked cucumbers oh. and um spicy mayo delicious i mean i'm also a massive fan of a dal so basically there's like a roasted curried carrot dal and then you make like a coriander chutney with yogurt and coriander and, and ginger and you blitz it up and then put it on top. That's pretty banging. Oh, also, dal is just like a hug in a bowl. Like you could not get something more comforting than dal. So I think in these uncertain times, love a dal. I was going to ask actually, you obviously contributed to, is it is it 12, is it 12 minute meals or is it speedy mob 12 minute meals? I can't remember now. Uh, it's, it's speedy mob. Speedy mob. Sounds much catchier, doesn't it? Um, what is your speediest meal? Oh, um, I actually think it's this um, Tuscan bread or antipasti salad, and you basically just um, empty loads of pots of like delicious antipasti things into a bowl, add some rocket, make balsamic dressing, and then fry off a ciabatta um, to make croutons, and then mix it together, and I think it takes about five minutes. Oh. That sounds so lovely. Is that like a panazella or is panazella? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Sorry, I was going to actually murder some Italian there and I knew it was going to come out wrong and I was like, this is going to be so bad. (laughs) Um, Do you find your cooking is really based on what's in season at the moment or are you just like, as you said before, whatever you're fancying? Um, I try, wherever possible, to eat um, seasoning. I just think it's better for the environment and, you know, if you can, then great. But I also like get that it's not always realistic, and so um, yeah. And also to be honest, I, it you know last winter my housemate pops was like so I can't eat any more carrots and cabbage. <laughs> in the fridge about two weeks. She's like, please, can I just get some? I know it's so bad, but can I just get some tomatoes? I was like, oh god. <laughs> and which is your favourite season to cook in, do you reckon? Well, tough because I, I love summer because there's like such an abundance of everything, like so many fresh herbs, like um, those sand leaves. Obviously, I'm like addicted to the tomatoes, but oh. then I do really like this time of year. Like now we're getting in like kind of some more like the squashes, like your favourite, the beetroot. <laughs> oh God, I don't want to be known as forever as beetroot woman now, actually. This is, <laughs> this is the start. <laughs> No, I do actually, I really do romanticise autumn as well. Because I say this, I'm sitting by my window and I'm looking outside and all the leaves are like a really orangey, nice colour. But then I find so quickly autumn just goes into like winter. And obviously at the moment, I'm really distracted from kind of 
the niceness of the changing of the seasons because of everything that's going on in the world with the pandemic. So I really shy away from vegetables, like you were saying, like cabbage and butternut squash because they just seem quite hard to cook with. What What's your best cabbage recipe? Because I've actually got one in the fridge at the moment. I'm just using you for dinner inspiration now. <laughs> what, what cabbage is it? A savoy, I believe. Believe, I think it is. Um, um, so... Like, well, it depends on what you time to eat, but you can cut it into wedges. Right. And then get a um, like frying pan with like a little bit of oil in and um, just salt and pepper. And then kind of like fry, fry it, so kind of caramelise it on each side. Um, and then you then roast it. Um, so you get like roasted cabbage wedges. And then you can kind of do like a nice, like, you can kind of go whichever way you fancy. So if you wanted to go Middle Eastern, you could, when you're roasting it, you could put some um, like, um, some smoked paprika, some cumin on it, and then make like a teeny dressing, something, and then have it with obviously like some kind of carb. Um, or you could make, you could do like uh, soy, ginger, honey, a bit of garlic. Put that on top. Put it in the oven. It'll go all sticky and caramelized. Oh, I love. You've just said caramelized to me, and that's kind of sold it a bit. Like, oh, I love caramelized parsnips, but caramelized cabbage. Yeah. This, this is the, this is it. <laughs> um. I was also going to ask about, obviously, as we plunge into, hopefully not plunge into, but lockdown mark two, what no. would you stockpile if we were to go into lockdown mark two in your kitchen? Oh, interesting. Um, well, we've kind of stockpiled mint, dark chocolate, sea salt, because it's, we're literally addicted, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's number one on the list, probably. Have you um, tried, um, oh, I love the sea salt one, but have you tried the pistachio one with, like, the pistachio cream in the middle? Because that... I know, good. That, I know, I'm quite, I'm quite dedicated. Okay, <laughs> right, okay. Have you kind of been utilising your local businesses more? And what's your, like, hot spot if you're taking a night off the kitchen and going out for food? It's called Faux District, which does absolutely banging faux. It's like literally, it saves any type of hangover. It's amazing. They have this like pickled garlic stuff, which like don't go and see anyone else apart from the person you're eating the faux with. <laughs> and then we've recently discovered this place called 101 Thai Kitchen, which honestly blows my mind. It's like, it's it's unbelievable. It's like northern eastern Thai. Basically, I always eat my fingers, and also my grandma completely despairs me. And often people just look at me like I'm not the I'm quite disgusting. And in the, um, um, when we were at eating the Thai, she um, told me that um, she loved the way I ate. You know, I looked like I really enjoyed my speech. <laughs> I, was, I was absolutely buzzing. I was like, yes. <laughs> oh, I'm localized. I'm in the fold. I'm going to come back here again and again. <laughs> yeah. Where did um where did the eating with your hands where did that stem from then did you spend a lot of time in the kind of cultures that that is traditionalized or did you just think it it's just yeah because obviously that's not a pandemic friendly way to eat I've got to, I've got to say I'm sorry yeah true well I mean the thing is obviously I start off with like a fork or whatever you tell I'm using but I don't know I just like I just find do you not find like when you it's like maybe it's the texture or kind of like just getting into your food like I always end up like scooping something with my hands on something else and then I'm like oh yeah my cutlery I don't know like also because sauce as well like I, what I cannot stand is it 
drives me insane. It's like, you know, when you go out for, I mean, this obviously isn't pandemic friendly either, but when you go out for dinner and then you get something and then it's in this delicious pool of sauce and then like no one eats the sauce. I'm like, obviously like, I mean, it's kind of gross, but obviously like get your finger in there or a piece of bread if you're kind of a bit more sophisticated and wipe up all that deliciousness oh my god I couldn't agree more literally like I'm that person like if someone else has like left the sauce on their plate like also when you are oh, what I was go- I was out for a roast the other week and someone left like all so much of their gravy and I was like well obviously I'm just gonna take your sauce because you can never have enough sauce like just scoop it up you know like get the sauce sort you're right though the sauce is the best bit especially if you've had like something that's just been cooked really nicely in like oil or something and that on the plate as well and then you've got those flavors too oh the remains are not talked about enough the remains of a meal are the best bit (laughs) called like um like the human vacuum because when we go to dinner as a family i'm always like Okay, come on then. Give me your, give me the last bits. <laughs> oh, li- literally, human Hoover. That is a very good name. Are you um, are you the kind of person that I imagine you'd be a nightmare to go out for a dinner in one of those like places that does lots of small plates? Oh, well, because I just love. Well, no, I'm good. I'm quite. I'm good at sharing. Okay, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, I am good at sharing. <laughs> you mentioned um, herbs and seasoning before, which obviously is so important when you're cooking with. If you had to bring three herbs into like your lockdown kitchen party which three herbs would you bring and spices spices can but yeah okay so herbs i do parsley coriander and mint because they're the most versatile and you can use them across the range um so yeah that's my three herbs and then spices I absolutely, I just love chili flakes. I don't know if you know, I like spice. <laughs> and then um, I'd say probably, we do use ground cumin a lot. Also, that's quite versatile. It goes lots of different ways. And then, mm, I don't know what the serving would be. Kind of depends what route you're going. Yeah, mm. it's the crossroads. You're at the crossroads of herbs and spices now. spices. Do I go like, oh dear. Mm. I might go fennel seeds, which is a bit rogue, but we actually use them loads. <laughs> really? I'm see, yeah. fennel is like my absolute worst nightmare. Sorry. <laughs> well, well, no, I like yeah, no, but just like a like honestly, like a pinch fennel seeds in like anything, like um, in like a bean stew or like if you're doing like a sauce, so tomato sauce. No, just like yeah. Okay, I, I yeah, I can see that because actually I do tell a lie. Um, a friend made me a really good ragu made out of like um, sort of like the it sausage meat in a pan like ragu and like um, oh, yeah um, and that had fennel in it and I loved that but then I think maybe I'm thinking of like you know when you have fennel that just tastes really licorice because I hate licorice yeah. so that's where I'm I'm getting that connection but maybe I should experiment more and um if this is going to be really hard, but you probably know the answer to this question, if you had to eat one of your creations for the rest of your life, what would it be? I think I just, I think I just do something with pasta. Like you just can't be like pasta. I'm just gonna have. I'll give you pasta in a variety of ways. Even just like oh, pasta alla norma, you know, with um, you fry aubergines and capers and tomato sauce. Oh god, that's so good. Oh no, I haven't tried that actually. I don't. Oh, you can try that. It'd be delicious. Do you like aubergine? 
I love aubergine, yes. I love parmesan. 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 I can never say. Yeah, it's usually, it's like, I think you've got like basil, capers, aubergine, tomato sauce. See, I have real, I'd never really feel like I eat the right pasta sauces with the right shaped pasta. I, I, just, I think food is something which you just can't be precious about, like, you know? Like, when I was younger, I used to be, like, way more particular. Now I'm like, you know what, mate? If you want to put ketchup on your pasta, you can put ketchup on that. <laughs> oh, if you want to put mayonnaise on that, yeah, I fully support you, because that yeah, is mine. Exactly condiment of choice <laughs> will there ever be an episode when i don't mention mayonnaise probably not because it is the absolute don of condiments don't at me i hope you guys enjoyed that dip dive into the glamour behind food publishing and writing join me next time for more second helpings of lockdown larder see ya